Okay, so my name is John. Uh, I'm married to Lina, as uh, Thomas just said. Uh, I've been part of this amazing movement of Vinyan Nordic Youth for seven years. Do we have any youth in here tonight? Yeah, yeah that's nice. And I'm also happy to host the Vinyan Nordic podcast. So I, I will take a moment just to announce, if you don't know, we have a podcast in the Vinyan Nordic and we have some amazing stories. It's not me who's talking. It's mostly other people all around this room and somewhere else. Um, they might, maybe not be here tonight. But we have really good stories of what God is doing in our Nordic movement. And uh, yeah, so go listen if you have time to. Um, yeah, uh, I guess you got an introduction who I am. I live in Varberg, as Thomas said. Uh, me and Lina moved there two years ago after being mo- living in Stockholm and being part of Stockholm Vineyard for eight and a half years. And uh, we had a, a little bit need of a lower pace and, of course, the, the nature and the waves, surfing and beaches in Varbe is a beautiful place to come to. So if you want to come, you're very welcome. But we also have a, friend, a group of friends that had a dream of reaching uh, a city with God's goodness and presence, uh, which we still explore how it will look like in the future. So we're still, uh, I would say, pioneering missional vineyard projects. So we're not really a church plant, but we hope it will be in the future. We have clear vision and dreams of what we want to see. So if you're eager, as Thomas said, to be part of a church plant, uh, you can come and join us. And if that's not enough reason, it's a beautiful place to live at. So I really welcome you to come there. I would have a... Yeah, that's pictures from our place. So that's nice. By the way, but I'm not going to talk about that tonight. So... um, Tonight, I want to start to tell you a story uh, of a profound experience I had uh, and how that actually changed me forever. So I was 21 years old at a time. I'd just been working in my local home church for a year with youth. And um, before that, I was with Youth with a Mission in Hawaii and suffering for Jesus in, on the beaches. And uh, then we went on to Brazil, also a warm country, really nice experience in many ways. Uh, but at this, this time, I was supposed to go for another trip with YWAM uh, to Singapore this time. And um, we had this uh, outreach in China, and I was really excited to go there. And I really felt like this was a season where I, where I wanted God to show me, what do you want me to do in my life? And the first month, we had a retreat with all the staff. We went to some place, and we had this day where we could get prayer or prophetic words from people uh, in different stations, and I went up to this uh, lady that I never met before, and she started to kind of pray for me, and she shared th- uh, words that was like how she saw that we in the West uh, had over centuries sent missionaries to Asia, and, and all of the, you know, the blessings and the, the, the revivals and everything that we can read and, and hear about that had happened during the years over there. And now she said that you, are, you in the West are now losing faith more and more, and you need missionaries to come back to your country, so you need people to come back to you. And she said, like, I see you as a, a leader coming back and who will be part with many others to lead the young generation in Scandinavia back to Jesus. And ever since that moment, I've been really kind of fired up on this. And I tried so many ways when I came back home, like, oh, I have to find this job where I can do this. And I tried so much in myself, uh, my own strength, but it didn't really happen uh, straight away. But after, actually, after three years, this was really confirmed. Uh, very cool, like when uh, Fleming was asked us to lead uh, the Vina Nordic Youth, and I was really like answering on the prayer, and it was such a uh, cool experience. And 
what I want to say with this is that one of the many core reasons that what I have learned and been through and what I have accomplished in life, if you would say, over the years, whether it's been in the Vineyard Nordic with, you know, work, uh, wherever I've been, the, the places where I've really been kind of uh, growing in life, it's the places where I have been given space to grow. With that, I mean space to both try, to fail, to fail again, to fail a third time, and then sometimes, luckily, succeed as well. So that's good. Uh, but, it, but that hasn't always been the case in my life, and probably not in your lives. I mean, when growing up, I had really hard time to fit in in the different boxes. You know, you have the church box, you have the friend box, you have the sports box, or you have the music box, or whatever you should be good at. And I'd, I'd never felt that I was really, you know, uh, coming into any of these in, in that great way. Um, but later in life, I, I did finally find found my gifts and talents uh, and was given space to grow in these areas that I felt I was called to. And it's because of those people that have given me space to try and fail and, you know, all of this, that I've been able to do and, and, and be where I am today, I would say. And one of those persons is you, Fleming. I would really take the opportunity to thank you because without your trust in me but also the whole youth team over the years we've never been wh- where we are today we would never have like 40 youth leaders coming on saturday to this week to start to plan this uh, camp together and we've been seeing so many things happen so thanks to you and all the others that have believed in us in the vineyard throughout the years uh, so as you might hear one of my passions in life is really to walk next to the uh, to the next generation, the, the young people, and supporting them, giving space to grow and raise up uh, individuals and leaders. And that also goes hand in hand with what I love to do in work. Uh, but to be a leader in the Vina Nordic Youth Movement is such a blessing. And we have so many great young uh, people in our movement. Uh, and in tonight's mes- uh, sermon, I will share about making space for young people to grow in our communities. And this is something that I believe is not important, but it's highly necessary. We're always one generation away from not having a church. So we need to take care of the next generation. And when I speak about young people today, I'm I'm focusing personally on the teenagers, so 13 to 19, because sometimes it's hard to know what's the young people. Am I young, 32? Hmm? Maybe for some of you. Not for the ones in here, in the middle. So I want to start to read from Matthew 28, 18 to 20, the Great Commission. And I have the message version, I think, yeah. So Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this, day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. As uh, Thomas shared, in my daily work, I work as a business consultant, you could say, help, trying to help organizations, companies to grow and uh, with strategies and all those kind of things. Uh, and also like leader development. And when you work with those things, we often speak about having a clear why in life. Maybe I've listened to Simon Sinek on this, having a clear why. Uh, like why we do what we do in the way how we do it. So in this story... I think Jesus gives us a clear why he's commanding us to go out. He said, God authorized and commanded me to commission commission you. This is our why. And he also gives us a clear what we are called to. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, 
in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. With this being said, we can say that, see that we have a clear why and a what in the Great Commission. But how we should do things, I think Jesus often leaves to us to explore together with him. We can also read in John 14 where Jesus uh, promised to send the Holy Spirit as a guide in our life to, to help us to see what he is doing in, in people's lives and in situations. And I think that's, that's the one we should team up with. I think the how uh, sometimes needs to be reevaluated and shaped over time since society, we as people, I mean, we had the pandemic just happen. There's different challenges and needs that change over time, and we need to be flexible in the how we do live out the Great Commission. So, to get back to the theme for tonight is to make space for teenagers to grow in our communities. To stick to the how, the big question for many of us is maybe, how do I do this? Many might feel, I don't have any youth, I don't have them. You know, I, I don't know them, I'm too old, I'm not cool enough. Um, or you as a young person might feel like, I'm too young, uh, I don't have what it takes, I don't have the typical church or Christian giftings. I don't know if there are any such, but that that's might be put up sometimes. I don't have any Christian context, such as church, friends, where I can be relaxed and be challenged by. Uh, but I want to say to all of you tonight that God wants to use exactly you in the way you are. And I will speak tonight around four points about how uh, we can make space for these young people around us. So the first point is go find them. So as I just mentioned, many of us might feel that, uh, oh, how do we get this church, uh, these young people around our churches or even in our daily lives? To put it this way, some people... Usually, uh, some, I heard this a couple of times from people like, to get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done before. So, Jesus didn't just have disciples. Can we read somewhere that Jesus was born together with his 12 babies around him? And they were like having a good uh, kindergarten experience together. I don't think so. He was actually quite alone there. And he had to go where they were. He had to show interest in them. He had to believe in them. He had to give space for them. I mean, these, these were teenagers. And he had to like, yeah, they probably failed many times. And he said, come follow me. And parallel in our lives, if we don't have youth around us, teenagers, we have to go to where they are. So I really want to highlight one really good example today from our Vineyard Nordic movement. And as I said, we had this podcast and I had the privilege to in, uh, to to interview one of my friends from Stockholm. It's Nicky Wiengren, who's part of uh, Stockholm Hope of Vineyard Hope of Life Stockholm, Skärholmen. Um, I never get the right order. Vineyard Hope of Life Skärholmen, that's the right one. Um, and what they did in their church, you can listen more in this episode, but they moved to this house in a very exposed area in, in South Stockholm. They opened up their home for, for young people to just be there around them, play music, uh, do a lot with arts, disciple them in the best way they can, uh, together with having their own family there. And now, like after many good things, they are seen as a, like a house on the hill who takes care of this local city. They were mentioned in this, uh, in this local newsletter with like the hippie movement church in the greenhouse on the hill or something. I don't know exactly what it was. 
But it's like just one story, and, and I can't go into all the details, but you can listen to the podcast, or you can talk to Nikki or Johanna and the team if you want to hear. But what do we learn from this? I think what they did was just going where, where they had their calling, like going where people are and just open up homes, interest themselves in them. And I mean, how many youth are there not in our local communities that just wait for a clear invitation? Go invite them to follow you. So go find them is the first point. The next one is um, include them. So include young people in your everyday life. Um, let young people hang around you, learn from you, like Jesus did. I also, Thomas, you, you shared other stuff, uh, like a meeting we had a couple of years ago. Like you always try to have one, two persons under the age of 25, I think you said. And I would challenge you all to maybe go all, all, already, all, all down to 20, under 20. Maybe that's a challenge enough. Or make sure that the ones under 20 in your, where you are, like that you are reaching those people. When we read the Bible and, and we read about Jesus and the way he's training like his teenagers to disciples, he does it by inviting them to, into his everyday life. He don't put on so many programs or, you know, all these things, but he gives them time alone and where he teach and they listen, and he also listens to them uh, and, and their needs. And w- what I learned from this, and also what I start to practice a little bit more in my own life the last couple of years, is to, to, to lower the bar of how do I involve myself in young people. Like, often it's, we, need, we need to have a youth group or big problem, uh, pr- problems. <laughs> programs, I mean, or, you know, events. I mean, summer camps. I mean, who doesn't love summer camp? I love summer camp. I'm really a, an event person. But as I shared in the beginning from my own life, the moments that have really shaped me is not the big conferences. It's where I have given space to, to try and to, to do those things um, that I have a longing for and having people supporting me. And I also want to lift up another person here tonight um, who's also been part, playing a huge role in my life. And it's actually Andreas Hedén from Stockholm Vineyard. At, and I remember I actually talked to me, who was up here before, uh, about this uh, a, couple, an, a month ago, I think. We, we, we talked about the time in Stockholm where we lived there and how like, important the vineyard movement has been for us and Stockholm Vineyard. And, and just how, like, when we were new in the vineyard in Stockholm, where Andreas put up this uh, small group with all of us, like young adults. Some were Christians, some were not. And many of us had, you know, questions we struggled with. And we had this open group where we could discuss different topics every time. And nothing couldn't be said, if you know what I mean. Like, we could talk about anything, think whatever we want, and, and try to have a good discussion and try to have a, like, what does uh, the Bible say? Like, and, and then talk around that. And I mean, being a pastor at that time, he probably had tons of other things to do. But he put, up, put aside this two hours every second week for us. And that has really changed, I mean, ma- many things in my life and, and me and probably many more people. So that's one, one thing, like include young people in everyday life, but also include teenagers in the overall church. We've been talking about that in, in our youth team the last year uh, more. And I also talked with Pakistan about that, how we... We shouldn't frame it youth ministry all the time. We should talk more about how do we include young people in everything we do. Like how can there could be youth all around in our churches. Um, and that's also kind of in a way lower the bar. We don't need to put up all the programs all the times, I think. 
but include them in everything we do and try to give responsibilities in an early age. Um, so that's also one thing. Amen. I think I might speak a little bit fast, so I'm sorry. But that's just who I am. But I have a lot I want to say now. <laughs> okay, so that was the second point. Um, the third point is give space to grow. Um, so Jesus' way of raising up young people and leaders was by inviting them to do the stuff. That was how he gave them space to grow in one way. So we in the vineyard have many, you know, great one-liners that we have heard maybe this week or other weeks or in our churches. Uh, John Wimmer used to, to have many of these words and we have, you know, like doing the stuff. And what that means was really getting our hands dirty by doing the practical stuff like Jesus inspired us to do. Like pray for the sick, take care of the vulnerable people, provide food and shelter for the poor. And we have many great examples in this room of churches and people doing that. And in Matthew 10, we can read about how Jesus using like this doing the stuff uh, to uh, train, uh, as a pr principle to train his disciples uh, in leadership. Um, and when we start reading, uh, he's, you know, the, t uh, the teenagers, I would say, and they were, but the, the disciples, they have been with him for, for a while, and now he's sending them out to do the stuff as a part of the training. So in Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 1, we, we can read this. And he called to him his disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Jesus is now sending his disciples out into the field to practice what they have seen him doing for a while. Jesus modeled that it's not necessary to be a perfect and fully trained leader to be able to go out and do the stuff. I mean, many of these people, they were young. Um, everybody gets to play is another thing that we talk about in the vineyard that everyone gets to play we don't have any superstars we don't have uh, designated people to pray for people everyone can pray everyone can um, do the stuff basically and that's really what what i love with the vineyard um, and you that are young or if you're old um, or how many or how not much experience you have you can uh, go out and 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 meet people with Jesus' love. And if we, if we read in Mark chapter 6, uh, verse 12 to 13, we can read about this same passage and what was happening when they were sent out. We can read, Then they were on the road. They preached with joyful urgency that life can be radically different. Right and left, they sent the demons packing. They brought wellness to the sick, anointing their bodies, healing their spirits. This is what happened when some young, inexperienced people as disciples got to test what they had seen their leader Jesus do before. As leaders, I think we need to go first and show, then let people test. But maybe the most important thing is to let them go free under our mentorship. To try, to not be so, uh, not holding back. Sometimes giving people space to go is also about us stay, taking a, maybe more older or experienced or whatever we are, taking a step aside and just let them be there. Um, and I think how Jesus models this way um, of, of, of disciple was that he always invited people to follow him in his everyday life, to learn from him, and he showed his love and all of this. But at the same time, he was very challenging in, in sending his disciples out to do this stuff and be the change that they wanted to see in the world. 
And I think this invitational yet very challenging approach we see from Jesus is very attractive for the young people today. It was for me when I was a bit younger. Um, and I think everyone wants to be seen, loved and taken seriously. At the same time as being in an environment where you are challenged to grow and become the best version of yourself. So that's the third point. Are you hanging in? Thank you. So the last point is expand the ways God can use you. I didn't have a good catchy word for that, but it, it was a whole sentence. But okay, so you that are young, this is maybe more for you, but God wants to use you in different ways. And let not yourself be limited by the way that we s- maybe sometimes in Christian context we've been limited in the way we can be serving God in. In the beginning I shared about this great commission and that we read about the why and the what but not the how really. And to give one example of how God can use us um, and that's an example we don't talk so much about in church and, and that's a thing that's very close to my heart and what I'm in my work days is, is being an entrepreneur or me be having an entrepreneurial mindset, if you would say. Like having this, mi- this uh, gift of, of seeing maybe challenges, problems, but also finding ways of solving those. Uh, in my work, uh, I also co-lead this Christian organization called uh, Oh Brilliant, uh, where we want to give space for young people to grow in leadership, creativity, and entrepreneurship. And basically what we want is to uh, help them explore and grow in this entrepreneurial mindset. And we do it through like scholarship, mentorship, and networking. But what I want to say with this is that we met this uh, Bible school a couple of, uh, I think it was a month, two months ago. And we were doing a workshop on this. And we had like 30 to 40 people in the 19 to 22 years old, maybe. Um, and uh, we talked about this. And this was something that they never heard about. They're like, what is this? Can I do this? And we had some people coming up to us after and like, I, I had this longing, but I never felt that I can talk to anyone about this in church. I have felt that I need to go somewhere else to be able to grow in this. And that was really like, in a way, confirming some thoughts that we have had. But it was also very like, um, what do you say? Mm, I was a bit sad to hear that. Because why can't you use those giftings for God? Why don't you have to just have this maybe small box that, w- that we put up as, as how you can serve God? So the Bible is full of, uh, you know, entrepreneurial, people with entrepreneurial mindset, I would say. Like we have Nehemiah, he, wa- he walked back to his, his people in Jerusalem to build up a, 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 a wall. When people tried to kill them many times, and, you know, they probably didn't have uh, all the supplies they needed. And he find these ways to find those things. And that's speaking about an uh, uh, entrepreneur in a way. And we also have Noah. He built this big boat on dry land. Everyone was mocking him. Everyone's like, why do you need a boat here? What are you going to do? But he stick to the vision and, and the clear why he had in his life. And he did this. And speak about, yeah, that's a really hard one. And I wanted to use this example uh, to help us expand the way God can use and to show you that whatever gifts and longings you might have in your life, God can use that and don't limit and don't look down on yourself and what you have to bring to the table. And I just want to say that you that are young, surround yourself with people that give you space to explore these gifts, these longings, and people that believe in you, that cherish you, cherish you on the, the, the way. 
There is so much potential in each one of you, and I strongly believe that God wants to, to release those gifts and longings in, in your life and in, the, in your future. You might not see that the coming years, but go for that. If you have that longing, start to explore that and start to pray into that. So to sum- summarize this uh, speak that I want to have, I'm going to invite some friends up also who's going to share a little small, uh, short thoughts about the same um, area that I've been touching on tonight. But before they come up, I just want to summarize by not... Uh, saying that the Bi- this Bible verse is not the true, but I just want to use it <laughs> for a reason. So, you know, in the Bible we can read that the fields are ready for harvest, but the workers are few. But I ask myself, and I want to ask all of us tonight this, is it really the case that the workers that are few to reap the young generation today? Or is it perhaps a matter of priority? a matter of stepping out, as we talk about this week, to reach these people? Is it maybe, as I talked about, is it maybe about go and find the teenagers in our local communities, including them in, our, in, in your lives, in your everyday lives, and in your church life, and give them space to grow in faith and their gifts? And lastly, expand the ways that the how looks in our and in the young people's individual lives, whether being a church leader, becoming a business you know, worker, social worker, or entrepreneur, there are many ways we could serve God in, and we need to expand those ways in how we can live out the Great Commission today. So my invitation for you that are young is to go and find places where you can grow. Go and find people who believe in you. Uh, Mike was talking about that earlier today as well. We need to t- you need people who believe in you. That makes the whole difference in our lives. It has for me, but but also invitation for us that might be a little bit older or way much older than me as well. Maybe church leader, if you're business leader, whatever you are doing, surround yourself with people. Invite someone. Bring them on your business trip if you can, if it's working, or whatever you're doing. They need you, and we need people, because it always comes down to people. We can have so many good things happening, big events, but it's always about relationships and people believing in you. So I want to invite uh, Nadine and Tobias up. Uh, yeah. yeah, give them a hand. Yes, so good to have you here. These are one of, uh, some of our leaders that's been actually with us since they were... I mean, I've been here since they were maybe yeah. so tall. Oh. Yeah. So that's been really good to see. But sure, tell us who you are before we go into. Yes. Yes, I'm Nadine. I am 22 years old, and I'm from Strängnäs, uh, Sweden, but I live in Uppsala right now. Uh, yeah. So that's me. Yeah, and I'm Tobias. I'm 20 years old, and I live like outside of Oslo in some weird place called Gang, outside of Lillestrøm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so Nadine, speaking about this uh, topic today, mm-hmm. to make space for young people to mm-hmm. grow, uh, can you share some story from your own life where you have been have it, getting this space to grow? Yes. Um, yeah, so I've been a part of um, Strangness Vineyard for 10 years, more or less. Um, and when I was about 14, I think, um, me and my sister and our two best friends, we were like really longing for a youth group because we didn't have like a lot of Christian friends in uh, Strangness. 
um, and we were really longing for just you know, inviting friends over to, to church and just have something where we could invite our friends and a lot of them who weren't, you know, Christian at all. Um, so we were like, hey, why don't we just, you know, start our own youth group, you know? And I was the oldest one and I was 14 when I said this. Um, so we went to our leaders in Strainus Vineyard and they were like, yeah, sure, go ahead, do it. Let's do it, you know? Um, and we got to lead it and they just like supported us and gave us um, financial fundings and you know they were always there but it was really our thing um, and we got to you know um, do the things we felt God wanted us to do and really do the things that were fun but also things that you know um, it always came back to like giving some time to um, focus on Jesus every every time but also have a lot of fun so we saw a lot of um, youth coming um, to our church and yeah through the the, the youth group we we did when we were 14, we started. So, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that's really good. And you always supplied us with, supplied, maybe that's the wrong word to use, but you always had so many people coming to the youth camp. Over yeah, as well. yeah. That's really good to see. Yeah, Yeah, and fun. Tobias, I mean, what, what would you say is important when we build churches if we want to make space for young people uh, to grow and to, like, really be challenged in their lives? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have some thoughts. And you mentioned small groups or like Bible groups. And I just want to highlight that and how important that is. Because like big meetings like this, it can be incredible. But it's so easy to just like disappear in like the masses of people here. But in a Bible group or um, a small group, then everybody gets to shine. And everybody comes out and, and needs to ask questions and um, talk about the Bible. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually like room to talk about what ha what's happening at these meetings and what's happening in media. And, uh, and you can pray for each other and, you know, everybody gets to play. Uh, someone can bring the guitar, someone can make a cake, you know, and uh, like everybody has a part and then you get challenged and then you can follow up and you can ask and discuss everything that's on your heart um, because it can be difficult to do that in a big setting, but in a small setting that just comes natural. Um, yeah, and that has been really important to me. And another thing I want to talk about is apologetics. It's a... Different, like very difficult word to pronounce, but like just like defending our faith, because at school we get just like bombarded with teachers and arguments that uh, God doesn't exist and that it doesn't make sense, and that science has like just um, made God disappear, kind of. Uh, and the youth, we don't talk about how it's just like logical that God exists. And there's so many good arguments uh, about this. And we need to talk more about it because so that the youth also can like defend their faith and just tell, ah, oh, it actually makes sense. We don't stop thinking when we become Christians. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're really actually good. thinking. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say is, like, what can we do individually to make space for young people to grow? Um, mentorship has been... Uh, I have had a mentor for my first time in my life this year with Daniel Hefley. I think you're here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. 
Um, and it's just been incredible, you know, and I realized I should have had a mentor like throughout all my teenager years. Uh, someone that you can talk to that that's not like a part of your life, like naturally. Uh, so you can just tell him like everything and you can share faith and uh, you can read the Bible together, pray together and he can guide you with all like your questions and uh, things that you need to deal with and you know that you have someone that's praying for you and is challenge, challenging you and believing in you and yeah I, I just realized that all teenagers should have that and so if you're like a grown-up or, or like just some years older having a heart for like youth then just go up and ask and if, it, if you're a youth and you, there's someone that you look up to and like I want to be like that or I like that, that about that person then just go ask it's a compliment you know yeah. and uh, yeah it's just so important relationship yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. and Nadine, do you have anything to comment to that thing that Tobias just shared? Yeah, I think it's really good. I don't have a mentor right now, but I just feel like it's so good to have. And just as a mentor, I just feel like it's really good to just be like your authentic self. You don't have to like be, you know, super spiritual or perfect or anything. Just be yourself and meet. Um, the young person with grace and love and just speak truth into the, to, into their lives. I feel like that's like the most important. So it's nothing like, it's not like a high, super high standard you have to like live up to all the time. It's just super good to have someone to count on and to pray with. And yeah, it's just really good, yeah. I think. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Give them a hand. Yes, isn't it good to hear? Really good. Thank you so much for your input. Um, we're going to close off, not close off, but we're going to move into ministry time. And I had some uh, thoughts before that I really want to, uh, that I think God spoke to me before that I would like love to, us to pray for if you're here tonight. So I really want to pray if you're here tonight and you're young and you really want to, you know, run with whatever God has uh, put on your heart. Uh, specifically, I, I, I feel that there might be people with dreams and visions that might not have been given this space in, in the Christian context, maybe or in your life, the context you are in your life. There are things that you're dreaming of that you haven't really got confirmed or, you know, uh, space for, in a way. Uh, so I really, want us, uh, I really want to pray for that. Uh, so, so, so you could come forward later when we invite you to do. Uh, and also, uh, I want to pray for you that might be a little bit older to, and wanted to take this you know, step into investing in the young people uh, to become a mentor. Uh, but I also want to be clear that I really want to challenge in a way that we just don't do that because it's cozy feeling in here. I want you to take that step if you're serious with that. I w if I, can I be that honest and like really challenge us to... to to take that step uh, seriously, if we choose to, because uh, it is a challenging. It might be totally out of our comfort zone to start to find someone that are younger. And maybe you already have someone you're thinking of. Um, otherwise, I really want us to, uh, to pray for that, to, for you to find someone, because I think you're important for, for, for those people that are out there. Um, so those were two things that I, that I thought of, but I also felt that there might be... Um, 
someone in here or some a few that have had you know young people on your hearts but in because of different way occasions uh, that might have been you know uh, lost maybe it's been prioritized away or maybe you have just you know life have happened and you haven't taken the time for it but you still have this uh, heart or this uh, uh, yeah you want to do this and i really want and i really believe that god is calling you to take up this dream again and to to go with that and take that seriously because there are people out there there are i mean the young generation I- today says that that's like the the loneliest generation uh, i heard and i also there's so much loneliness and and um, um uh, what to say people that are not believing in themselves and they need people role models who believe in them so if you're here i really want to invite you so it's three people kind of so it's the young the young people who want to run with your vision your what you long for but also uh, us all that i really want to take a serious step in 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 taking on some young people um and also if you are here that maybe i've had this dream before but have lo- lost it um but you want to get back to that calling that you might have had earlier in your life um so we can start with some worship i guess um so if you're here, maybe all of us can stand up because we've been sitting very long now. Um, if you're here and some of these uh, things uh, speaking to you, I would li- like to, for you to come forward and we will have people to pray for you. Uh, we will have some, uh, I mean, everybody gets to pray so we can pray for each other. Um, and uh, if there are people in here who want to pray, please do. But I just wanted to invite you that, uh, yeah, that this spoke to tonight. So we can do that first. And if we can find, yeah, if we can gather some people to to pray for this as well when they come forward. 